0: Hey, Video Insiders, welcome to your podcast.
1: He's Carlos Pacheco. And he's Tom Martin. And we're two grizzled YouTube industry veterans with billions of views between us. And we're here to give you our two cents on the business of YouTube so you can make more dollars. News,
0: strategy, insight, and just a sprinkling of snark.
1: What's the word of the week, Tom? (laughs) The word of the week. This week is meetings. I've been in a lot of meetings this week. I've been out and about actually got outside of the house which i know is a shock horror working from home i don't get to see that many adults apart from other mums and dads at the school gate so I, w- I decided to get out into the world this week carlos and speak to some other humans and um yeah it's um some pretty exciting opportunities coming up uh I, w- I won't talk about those yet until they've kind of come to fruition a bit more but uh it's good to get out there and shake hands and uh speak business and, and do it um afk uh, <laughs> instead of uh, just by email over the time
0: great oh, I'm, you're very lucky to be able to go outside I have not been able to go outside the, uh, you know I feel like now it's become a trope that every podcast I'll talk about the weather but you know the weather in Canada you know typical Canadians you know we just love talking about the weather yeah uh, we've had snow we've had ice storms we've had heat waves in just and it's been a week so yeah. Uh, that's been my, my life. And obviously, you know, work, 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 because when you have a business, uh, you're the boss and you need to, to take care of everything. So it's been, uh, I haven't seen the sun in a month <laughs>
1: <laughs> before we dive into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. We have to say thank you to our ongoing sponsor, TubeBuddy.
0: Every week TubeBuddy supports us and every week I want to talk about a function that I use that really saved me a lot of time. This week a client of mine told me that their social profile had changed so I had to change the link of their Facebook link in the description of over 500 videos and TubeBuddy always saves a day in, in that perspective. I do a mass update, a bulk update, and in five minutes every single video is updated in the description with the right text or link or whatever. And every single time I get clients that are like, wow, thank you very much for fixing that. And that's one of my favorite features of TubeBuddy.
1: Yeah, it is so amazing. It's really great if you're running like a network of channels or if you're really kind of scaling up your YouTube activities and you can get an exclusive discount on a TubeBuddy license especially if you are running multiple channels and you can find that exclusive Video Insiders discount at videoinsiders.fm forward slash Awesome. All right, Tom. So um, as I mentioned last week, I was doing uh, quite a bit of keyword research and I've been doing a little bit more of that this week. But even though I haven't been doing the actual keyword research, I've been thinking about it a lot this week. Uh, Yesterday I submitted my final talk uh, for VidCon London, which I will be giving as we record next week. So that's really exciting. And also been doing a lot of work for my course on keyword research uh, and with vidcon coming up next week we thought we'd give you a little taste of what my talk is going to be about and also just discuss generally what is keyword research how would it be useful for you especially if you're running more of an industry type channel as opposed to like a a creator at home but this is all relevant definitely to the the kind of ind- independent creator as well
0: Yeah, I have to say it's a little bit of a black hole for me because I don't do keyword research. I do, like... Ah, sinner.
1: Blasphemer. (laughs) Blasphemer.
0: You know what? I... I don't do the research, but I do optimize on keywords. I yeah. do know how to optimize by keywords, but I don't do uh, long tail research. But uh, you know, you've been sort of like you know hammering the nail over the last uh, few months, and I'll be starting to look into that as you know more and more channels come my way, and I need to rebuild them. So tell me. What, in essence, is keyword research?
1: Well, in its its most basic form, I actually kind of learned this art form when I was a blogger way before I'd uh, ever started my own YouTube channels and basically what it is it's it's getting the kind of search data and finding out what is the exact language people are using to search for, whatever they're searching for, in what kind of volume are they searching? So, you know, is it a huge search term? Is it a trending search term? What is the competition like for that keyword? Are a lot of people going after it? You know, you can imagine trying to rank for the word uh, fortnight. It's going to be pretty much impossible now if you just get yeah. started. And so you need to have a, an idea of that competition. So what it is, it's taking that data, finding what people are searching for, how they're searching for it, and then optimizing your content strategy around that. So making videos that you know have got a built-in audience, a guaranteed audience, which isn't too competitive. And then on top of that, optimizing each video so that YouTube helps you to be discovered for those keywords.
0: Whoa have you seen like what are the results that you get you know like when when you do, do do these things is it like immediate or is it you know when when you when you start working on a channel and you need to fix it up or update it or all that sort yeah. of stuff like what kind of results can somebody expect when they do this keyword research
1: well i've seen optimization on certain videos that has taken effect almost immediately but generally it takes a while for youtube to see the changes that you've made because i often advocate that people go back and clean up their old videos as well but generally yeah it can have a seismic effect some of the channels that i've worked on probably the biggest change that i've seen where we implemented this strategy went from around 30 million views a month to about uh, 150 million views a month. Whoa. <laughs> and um, not much difference in the content we were putting out, but mainly due to going back, optimizing our old videos, and then making sure that all new videos were optimized to that same system that we we create, basically, once we've done that that keyword research. Yeah, it's a system that I've honed and developed over the last seven years, but really kind of crafted it down to a science, I'd say in the last two years. Yeah, it works. It gets some serious results. Like now I use it before I launch a channel. I make sure I've done the keyword research. You know, if there isn't an opportunity there, I'm probably not going to launch a channel in that space purely based off of that keyword data. So to me, it's just like, uh, a vital ingredient that like honestly if you're not doing it and your competition are oh, you are just light years behind
0: well I'm I'm again that I feel like that's a poke at me but
1: um no, I, no, no. It's, you know I work with a lot of creators experienced and novices and no one is doing this or at least and even if they are they're not doing it anywhere to the level. Uh, that they probably should be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I was obviously joking, but I was also going to also say that, I don't know, I think it was like a couple of years back, I saw people start to say that like, oh, keywords and tags no longer count for anything or don't really matter anymore, especially when YouTube started to go into like more of a social sharing algorithm situation, I, for one, still see the value in it because, you know, I, yes, I'm not as sophisticated as you when it comes to keyword research, but I still do the research in terms of looking at the content, what it should be focused on and cleaning up the keywords based on what, you know, the vertical is. And, you know, I can attest that it works. I've had clients that, you know, that, again, we're not talking about these 50 million View clients. I'm talking about clients that you know make a business off of their YouTube channel and are generating thousands of views. And then all of a sudden, just with me going in and doing an audit with TubeBuddy, doing a bulk upload, uh, a bulk update of their tags and their descriptions and their and their titles, within you know a few months seeing like the, the channel double in views and old videos wake up and start yeah. getting a lift again. Right. And it's not about going viral. It's about, you know, uh, updating old videos that, you know, are super valuable that just were just buried because they weren't tagged correctly. So I'm totally agreed that the, the tag stuff and, and the keywords are super valuable.
1: Yeah. And even if, you know, there is definitely an argument out there, which I disagree with, but you know, everyone has their, their, their opinions on how to do YouTube. Mm -hmm. I can only talk from my experience of what I've seen work over the last seven years and what I continue to see that works today. Even if let's say that tags had zero effect on anything, for example, the, fundamentals behind keyword research mean that even if they don't work you know at least that you're making the right videos based on what people are looking for because you know people go off and they say i'm going to make a channel on i don't know my kids toy dinosaurs are here so you know i'm going to make a a paleontology youtube channel so i'm just going to go off and make 100 videos about stuff that i think people want to see you might be making 100 videos that absolutely no one wants to see But if you'd taken a couple of hours to do some keyword research, you might have 200 video ideas that you know people are searching for every month. So yeah. even from an algorithmic point of view, if it was kind of no longer as useful uh, as it used to be, just the, from a content strategy point of view, knowing what people are searching for is absolutely invaluable.
0: Exactly. I totally, totally agree on that. Going back to that, to that point about you know, people disagreeing about tags. I would say the people that don't benefit for tags are the vloggers and the, yeah, yeah. the daily vloggers and stuff like that. For them, tags mean absolutely nothing because they just care about that initial sort of impact. When you're a vlogger and you create, you know, two to three and four to five videos a week, like your past library is becomes worthless very quickly. It's all about what's the latest thing you've done. And that's not the type of channels we like to build. We like to build channels that that create sustained growth and don't turn into this hamster wheel that you know uh, dies as soon as you stop creating content those are the ones i really like working on because they always surprise me i mean i want to bring another anecdote like i just had a client i think i spoke about it last week but i'm i'm just gonna be raving about him he just hit five thousand subscribers this week and like his subscriber base is compounding every day, every day he's getting more and more and none of his content is viral. It, you know, Mm. most of his videos have gotten 2000 between 2000 and 10,000 views, but like now he's, he's growing about 40 subscribers a day. That's insane. Again, I'm going to be bragging about this client, but it's just because, you know, the the content that he's making makes so much sense for the niche that he's trying to trying to talk to. And he's found his audience and it doesn't need to create, you know, viral content. So anyways, that's a tangent I get into
1: every single time. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. This is certainly has a bigger compound benefit for like how-to channels, mm-hmm. educational channels, and it certainly works for kind of TV, movie mm-hmm. content, like, um, you know, with with known names yeah. um, and brands. So tell me,
0: how does this work algorithmically wise?
1: Yeah, so at least the system in which, um, I've kind of created and a system that I teach to other people and that I I kind of uh, carry out for clients is that people think of keyword research as purely a search play. Like you put in some metadata for a certain keyword and then bang, I'm in the top 10 search results for that term on YouTube. And that is important and that is probably the reason, the number one reason that I say that you should not launch a channel without doing keyword research because it's probably the number one growth mechanism is to be found in search early on mm-hmm. because how else are got people going to find you early on in your youtube journey if you're you know you're making videos that are competing for the biggest keywords with the biggest competitors it's just mm-hmm. not going to not going to work but really the the power of the system that i use is to help generate uh, and engineer relationships between videos on your channel. Because I'm sure you would agree that the most long-term sustainable and obtainable views that show that like long-term growth curve are suggested views. Mm-hmm. So what this system really does is help to engineer relationships between your own videos so that you dominate that suggested sidebar And the basic theory behind it is YouTube sees lots of similarities between the metadata of all of your videos. And if someone likes one of your videos, they're much more likely to then recommend something from your catalogue as opposed to recommending something from someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and then it just becomes a virtuous cycle because, you know, they watch one of your videos, then they go on to the next one and they're suggested. And then that that connection is like solidified in YouTube's Google brain. Uh, and then it just keeps suggesting and suggesting and suggesting. And then they'll see that people are going on those journeys through your videos. And then they'll try to replicate that journey by suggesting your videos to other people.
0: Wow. Um, (laughs) I mean, at at the end of the day, like that's, that's sort of like, you know, everybody's goal, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the things like you sort of want to specify is that when you do do this keyword research, it's not just about the keyword tags, right? It's the title, it affects the titles, it affects the content, it affects the description, you know, that's all part of it. Right. And it can even expect, it it can even, I bet it can even affect the, the name you decide for the channel as well.
1: Right. Absolutely. Channel name. Uh, The kind of about section, channel keywords, playlist titles, playlist descriptions. Yeah. And even like the script, the scripting of your videos. Like, are you hitting those key keywords, key phrases that people are searching for? Oh, And which is where the kind of captions come into their own as well.
0: Yeah. So you supposedly have a five point system. So I'll admit it. I don't know what your system is. I haven't heard you talk about this. I wasn't at VidSummit last year. So I have no idea what. Your system
1: yeah. is right, so you like. So, you have yeah. to explain it oh, well, to me. We'll have to we'll have to share this uh, offline in more detail uh-huh. because uh, my talk is generally an hour long. But um, you know, calls notes. It's gonna it's gonna teach. It usually takes me a couple of good couple of hours to teach this process uh-huh. to somebody. Uh, and before I spoke about it at Vid summit, I'd only ever I'd only ever talk people that had worked directly for me how to do it. So wow. it's a bit of a watershed moment for me, uh, kind of giving away my secret sauce and I held nothing back, but um, it seemed to really pay off and it was, it was very well received at VidSummit. So we're cool. trying to sum that up in <laughs> into a few minutes. It's going to be a bit tough, but what I'm going to do is pretty much give you the broad strokes. So there are a number of tools that you can use for keyword research. And there are a number of new tools that are just starting to open up their uh data set to include like YouTube search data. I don't know if you remember this, Carlos, there's this gonna be another one of my old man reminiscence <laughs> stories. Do you remember when YouTube had its own keyword planner that you could openly search for this data? Oh man, that r- rings a bell, but no, I don't remember. Yes. Yes. I think it was like dot uh, youtube.com forward slash keyword tool or wow. keyword plan or something like that. You could get all of this data directly and freely from YouTube. Oh man. And they would give, but they closed it back in 2012 just as I was starting to ease it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that data is not available publicly or, uh, i believe, through the API either. So um, there are a number of tools that offer different data sets based on different estimates and I don't know how they work so I can't really comment. Um, but the tool that I use uh, mainly for my keyword research is VidIQ uh, and the only reason for that is that they are currently at the time of recording the only tool that give you the kind of uh, search volume data. So Instead of saying, giving it a score between one and a hundred, they'll actually say, this is getting 225,000 searches per month. Wow. Really simple tool to use. You only need the the kind of lowest plan to, to unlock that tool and all its results. Uh, and it's really simple. You just use it like a Google search engine. You put in a, a keyword, a key term, and it will give you the search data for that term, um, the competition data for that term. But it will also give you a giant list of um, related uh, keywords and this is where you, the gold. This is where you find the gold in the rough, basically, because you might find a keyword that you weren't thinking about, but it just so happens to get a lot more search volume and, and less competition. So the kind of first point of of my five point system is just to harvest as much of this data as possible. So let's say we were making our dinosaur channel, we'd put in a load of kind of what I would like to call seed keywords, so like dinosaur, paleontology archaeology fossils jurassic period you know kind of broad terms stick those into the search engine and it will give you the data for those terms but then all of the related terms so i just take all of these terms stick them into a spreadsheet uh and i usually end up with anywhere between three and eight thousand keywords so quite a lot of data to be dealing with wow um and obviously um That's far too much data for anyone human to be dealing with. Um, And also because a lot of the keywords end up being the same, you get a lot of duplicate values and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the next point in the system is like a cleanse. So I remove all of the duplicates from that data. And then I remove all of like the really low search volume uh, keywords as well. So I don't waste my time analyzing stuff that's getting searched for like A hundred times a month, say. Wow. Uh, And then usually I end up probably taking out about 70 to 80% of results are just cleansed totally. So I never have to to use that. And stop me if you've got any questions about any of these points, Carlos, or if there's anything you think that needs clarifying. No, no. So then the third step is to actually go through and analyze the data that I've got. Uh, and then start to assign it some kind of value. So I look at a keyword and I say, is this keyword good enough to make a video on? Or is it more valuable and I can make a series of videos about it? You know, could I make 10 videos about it? Or is it big enough to make like a whole category of videos on and I could make like a 100 videos trying to target that keyword? Or is it so big that I'd, I'd start an entire channel around it and try and make 5,000 videos that are related to that topic.
0: Well, I'm I'm very curious to know what makes that decision in terms of like, should it be a channel? Should it be a, a series? Should it be a video?
1: Yeah. So this is where we start to get into the... the the nitty-gritty. So it's part art and part science. So I'd say that the easy answer is what is the size of the opportunity? Mm. The really handy thing about VidIQ is it makes a calculation between the search volume and the competition. uh, And it'll give you like an overall opportunity score. So you can just sort the data by opportunity and there may be like one keyword which is absolutely screaming out You know, it might be like given a score of like an 80 or a 90 out of 100 with, you know, 100 being like the best possible opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you have to weigh up against, you know, can I make 100 videos around this keyword or is it so specific that I'd be lucky to be able to squeeze three videos out of it? And is it broad enough that I can make videos on a number of kind of subcategories within this niche? So for example, if I found a really good keyword in our dinosaur channel example, um, and the keyword was- Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus, (laughs) you know, I could probably make 20 videos about a Tyrannosaurus, like what did a Tyrannosaurus look like? How deadly was a Tyrannosaurus? Top 10 facts about T-Rex, you know. I probably couldn't make up enough material to make an entire channel around that. But if I have a keyword such as dinosaur videos for kids, I know that I can make 600 videos around that. And because I also know I've got all of the other data, I know that I can make 20 videos around T-Rex and 20 videos around Stegosaurus and 20 videos around modern archaeology. And so I start to build up a kind of hierarchical structure of like, top level channel keyword then category keywords then series keywords and then just like video idea keywords
0: very cool so like for me it, it, it the way i see it is like you find you know there there you end up finding these sort of gems of subject matters and and titles that could yeah. you know the subject matter could be something that that you build a channel on and then uh, you know the, and then you can find all the little small niche subjects that you can, or or, or video titles or whatever that you want to talk about within that subject that make a lot of sense. And you're seeing that a specific vertical is not being catered in terms of like, there's not enough content out there, but there's a lot of search and all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Have you ever, um, you know, while doing research, obviously you're doing for a specific client or specific channel, but have you ever been down a rabbit hole where you're like, Oh my God, nobody's doing content for this it would be a gold mine to create this type of content
1: yes and i'm <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in the process of nice, creating those channels nice. as we speak yes
0: <laughs> off air off air let's talk about it off air
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They're, and uh, yeah no they will be that will definitely be the subject of episodes in the future you know this is the whole point is us kind of taking you behind the scenes of uh what we're doing and how these channels are run and how the ideas come, but I'll probably give myself a six month head start on everyone <laughs> else who could easily uh you know try and target the same keywords so uh we will be I will be disclosing all of this yep. stuff in the future, but uh let me get a few blocks ahead first.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, over my career, I have come across a couple of subject matters that I'm like, oh my God, there's a reason why no vloggers doing this type of content. If only I could figure out a way to do it myself. And, um, you know, even today, like I have this idea for something that I know is not being served and I'm just not a content creator. So I just can't can't push myself to become a content creator. I, I do experiment here and there, but it's just like, oh man, I just don't have the patience or the time to to think about it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have seen I have seen verticals like that. But that's more like, like you said, it's more of an art. It's more like, huh. I'm, you know, paying attention to, you know, various types of channels and I'm seeing, huh, this channel and this type of content is doing really well. And I'm like, oh wait, vloggers can't make this type of content. And a lot of companies don't make this type of content, but I know that there's a lot of demand for this. So, you know, I totally get where you're coming from when it comes to that. Um, have you ever had an example, like a project that didn't work because of you know research because of keyword research
1: um so all of my client work today has been like sometimes i i I deliver my clients a keyword package and i'm just so jealous (laughs) i just feel like i'm delivering you just gold in a box here like this is worth and i'm not you know i i look at some some kind of systems that i deliver and i just think this is worth you know Maybe I can't put a price on it, but I could say, you know, you could easily be a million subs from zero in, you know, one or two years. Wow. It's like, it's that good. Like the opportunity is so big. But generally what I do before I get, before I consult on this kind of stuff is I can look within two minutes to see if there's even worth me going down that rabbit hole. So if you say to me, all right, I'm going to do a a channel around um, button collecting. I'll quickly do like a really, really, really high level search. And I'll tell you straight away, like, I'm not going to take your money to look into this because there's just not the search around it.
0: Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're at a point in our careers when we do get, you know, a bunch of people come our way with, you know, ideas and channels. And you're
1: like, yeah, it's
0: not even worth it for me to help you out because you're obviously not...
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not even that it's that, you know, I can't deliver you what you need because it's just not, yeah. there. there's not, it's nothing to do with size of channel or anything like that. It's just maybe I can't, I can't deliver you a system in a box when no one's searching for the stuff that you're, you're making, which is really the the biggest, you know, the biggest lesson is that maybe you're really on the wrong path here. <laughs> Uh, and it's not, it's not always going to be the case a hundred percent of the time because they're going to people that are trendsetters, people that, you know, start something or they have different ways to get exposure to that video. But, um, as a, as a guide, if, if like you're getting no results back, then it's a very good early warning warning sign.
0: Hey, you know, I, I bet you that 10 years ago, nobody was searching ASMR. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they could be early, early creators or early influencers that yeah. create a new, a new thing. And, you know, it doesn't mean they're during the bad Absolutely. path. It just means that nobody knows about it yet. And you'd have a lot more work ahead of you in terms of building that ecosystem. Right.
1: Yeah. But then uh, what I always say is then you just need to uh, kind of check your expectations a bit. Very true. Very true.
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, the expectation things is, is, is hilarious. You know, anecdotally, we were talking about off air where, you know, I recently had an opportunity come my way and somebody with a library of content and they're like, they're expecting to start making thousands of dollars day one. We try to tell our clients and try to make them understand is that, it's not an overnight success situation here. And uh, even your, you know, your work that, you know, really does work. And uh, I've seen it work on my end. Uh, again, like my level of keyword research isn't as exhaustive as yours. And I commend you for being able to like sell that package and being able to sort of really create something uh, that's super valuable. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where there's been a lot of charlatans in this industry uh, you know guaranteeing a lot of things and we're trying to sort of like make people understand that it's not an overnight thing even when you have a lot of content right even when you have like hundreds of videos or thousands of videos right it, 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 google's google google system you know takes weeks if not months to sort of rescrape your videos in the algorithm and I for one have seen it on small channels, you know, really work really well and I've seen it on big channels where it doesn't do anything. So, uh, I agree it's totally different for everybody.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I'm going to have to kind of skip ahead on our agenda points here just because I think it's a perfect time to bring it up, but this is not a golden bullet. Mm-hmm. Silver bullet even. This is not a silver <laughs> This is not a silver bullet. This can't cure bad videos. <laughs> this will Explode good videos. It will help average videos, but if you're making really bad content, this will not save you. Very true. I, I always found it really hard to articulate this concept for years and years and years, and then I wrote um, an article for uh, for Paladin Software and my friends over there, and I finally managed to kind of sum up what I meant. And it, what I came up with is that kind of SEO work and optimization is just a, a multiplier of quality so if you're doing great work and it's really well optimized then it's going to fly but if it's awful you can optimize it till the cows come home but you know you can't uh polish a you know what
0: <laughs> yeah that's so great. Um, so obviously, you're. By the time this video is out, your VidCon London will be done. But are you planning to present this at future events in VidCon? Let's say this summer in LA.
1: Uh, I would
0: love to. But yeah, we're we're also trying to see if we can do a, a video insiders uh, by then as well. Podcast, live podcast. Yes, yes, yes. That would be awesome.
1: So please tell the. Uh... With content kind of creators, you want to see us up on stage live. That would be great. So yeah, to go. So where were, were we going through the the points of the system? So yeah, point four. I saw all of that data. You know, once I've assigned it a value, I sort it into buckets and categories and make that hierarchical structure like really clear, so that it's just a copy and paste system, so that I know basically what are going to be the upload default tags what are going to be the set of tags for each category so what are my so every time I do a video about a stegosaurus I've got five or six tags that relate to that every time I've got a video about a t rex I've got five or six tags that relate to that. And that's also going in my description and in my titles and playlists and stuff like that. And then, so to implement that, basically we want to be as consistent as possible. So you've got all of these like buckets of tags and it really just becomes a copy and paste job. This is what is so beautiful about this system is it's really consistent and like super ninja from an SEO point of view, but it also saves you loads and loads of time because you are basically... I'd say like 60, 70, sometimes 80% of the metadata is going to be identical across similar videos. Uh-huh. And then you kind of just sprinkle on the video-specific stuff so that nothing is 100% uh, unique. And this is where TubeBuddy really, really, really comes into its own, which is why you know I recommend this as a tool as well, is that you can set up, upload defaults for like unlimited categories. So I could set up a t-rex upload default so that every time i upload a video about t-rex i just select that profile and it auto populates um half of the you know three quarters of the title that include those t-rex keywords a big chunk of my description includes those t-rex keywords and a a link to the t-rex playlist and then it includes my upload default tags and my t-rex category tags as well so then all i need to do is come along uh, and instead of copying and pasting and and kind of managing all of that i just come along and put in the video specific stuff on top of that and not only is that save me a load of time but i know that that's identical across all of that category and that all comes back to ultimately um like we said at the top of the show engineering those relationships uh between our own videos
0: well It reminds me a little bit of um,
1: search engine marketing. do you, Did you ever do that? Um I you know I tried to rank my blog as best as possible, and that was about it.
0: Okay, but uh, I'm talking about buying buying keywords with Google Ads, right? So I I've done did that for many years before, and actually back to doing it these days for certain clients, and um, yeah, talking about specific keyword um, buckets and 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 messaging is very much in line with the way Google works, right? It's the way you structure a keyword list for a, a campaign for a brand's campaign are uh, very much in these verticals and buckets and, and specifics that you know uh where you want your ads to appear and uh it just it just gave me a little bit of like uh you know flashback to that not flashback but it just reminds me a lot of that 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 sort of thinking.
1: Yeah we're just trying to be as structured and logical as possible and making making YouTube's job as easy as possible to identify us as a relevant video to our other videos. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's sort of the same thing when you're thinking about, you know, buying keywords. You buy the keywords and you make sure that the text ads are super relevant to
1: those keywords. And this, you know, none of what I'm suggesting is black hat. None of this is kind of shady. None of it um, breaks YouTube's terms of service. You know, this is all above board. It's just we're taking a more scientific approach to our metadata than than most people would.
0: Yeah, and until YouTube takes it away.
1: (laughs) Well they've, well, they've already took it away in 2012, but um, yeah, we'll see. They could take away the tag box, but um, yeah, I'll still be doing the keyword research anyway, because just for like uh, video ideas, as I say, I think yeah, of it's course. invaluable. Yeah, so if you don't get a chance to see uh, me presenting this live, you will have the opportunity to purchase my course on keyword research which is due to be launching this March, um, which I've made in conjunction with my good friend Chris Sharp, who um, is an absolute genius when it comes to YouTube, another keyword, research advocate. And he is a huge part of the success of a, a YouTube channel called Yoga with Adrian, which is the world's largest yoga channel and an absolute behemoth. So, um, if you want to find out more about that course and when that's going to launch, uh, you can get on the the pre-launch list at www.channelfuel.co forward slash course, and we'll also include a link to that in our notes for this episode which you can find at videoinsiders.fm forward slash episode five
0: awesome that was great thank you very much for like bringing me up to speed and what the hell this you know keyword research you've been talking about for the past you've been like chewing off my ears not talking It's always keyword research this keyword <laughs> research that
1: <laughs> well, well we'll have to have a little offline session yep. uh and uh go through the finer points. Exactly.
0: Cool. Well, that was uh, that was uh, another episode in a can. Um, we'd like to say thank you very much to our sponsor, TubeBuddy, uh, who helps
1: us and supports this show. And also helps you to run your YouTube channel a lot more efficiently, save you a lot of time and a lot of resource. And remember, you can get a unique discount only for Video Insiders listeners at www videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Awesome.
0: Let us know what you think of a podcast. Uh, give us a review. Uh, share with uh, your friends that do the same thing that we do. And shoot us questions on Twitter. We're at videoinsiders Video on Twitter. And, um, yeah.
1: And most importantly, we finally got our email <laughs> address right. working this week. Thanks for
0: calling me out on that. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out on
1: that. Quick joke, how many YouTube channel managers does it take to get an email address <laughs> working? <laughs> Hello. Uh- Two and many, many hours. But yes, please do share the email address. Yeah, so it's hello at
0: videoinsiders.fm is our main email address. Uh, If you have any questions, if you think we should be talking about specific subjects on future episodes, shoot us an email
1: and we'll do our best to answer it. Uh, I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks, Carlos, and I'll see the rest of you soon. See you after video. Yes, I look forward to talking to you and the listeners all about it. Awesome. (laughs) Do (laughs)
0: Do 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 do